Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 91 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing the three things that will keep you on track with your workouts throughout the rest of the holidays and why setting the bar low is key. And even more important, if you're an overachiever like me. (laughs) So we're in the very last month of 2020. How did we get here? I'm like equal parts like, oh, thank goodness. And also, oh my gosh, where did the year fly by? And also, thank God it's over. Anyways, the week of Thanksgiving here in the States did one of two things for you. You probably felt like you got a much needed break and a breather from the Groundhog Day repetition that is shelter in place and the pandemic. Or maybe you felt like you kind of fell off the wagon and now you need to work out extra hard or now you got to do a cleanse or now you got to do something to quote unquote fix yourself. I hope you can just feel my air quotes, but to fix yourself before New Year's. So first things first, you do not need to fix anything unless you want to. But beating yourself up over it, it's not the way to do it. So today I'm sharing my plan for the rest of the year and how I'm going to use that to keep moving, to stay on top of my workouts and to not fall into the working off the pie trap or working off the turkey trap or working off or burning off or any sort of thing that you may feel pressured to do. But before we dive all the way into that, yes, I'm still asking for you to help me get to 100 podcast reviews on Apple iTunes because we're almost at the end of the year and we're more than halfway there. So when you leave a review over at aewellness.com slash review or by going to the podcast app on your phone right now, you'll be entered to win a self-care prize pack in return with my favorite pair of therapy balls, a sleep mask, and a gratitude journal that's going to help you stay centered and grounded and connected for the rest of the year. So all you got to do is leave a short note about your favorite episode, why you love the show or something that you've learned from listening, and then email me a screenshot of your view at podcast at aewellness.com, and then you'll be entered to win. One lucky winner is going to be chosen at random at the end of the year or whenever we hit 100 reviews, whichever comes first. And uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for being here. I so appreciate you and truly, truly, truly could not be doing it without you. So on with the show. Now, I did not do my traditional morning routine for almost the week between Thanksgiving and today, it's Tuesday, uh, when I'm recording. But sitting back down on Monday morning, it felt easy. I didn't have any friction. I knew exactly what I was going to do. And to be honest, I was really looking forward to it all Sunday. And so it got me thinking about what makes good habits, right? And as we enter this last stretch of an already stressful, painful, totally weird year. Accountability is hard. 
Routine is hard. Consistency is hard. And it's probably even more hard because our regular day-to-day life has been upended by the stay-at-home orders and working from home and all of those things. So I wanted to share the three top ways to get into and stay in your routine throughout the rest of the year and beyond. Because I promise you, if you can, you know, stick with it now, the rest of the year is going to feel super, super easy peasy. I know January comes along and we all want to have, you know, I'm going to commit to doing this and going all out and all of these things. And then by the second week of February, which is actually being kind of generous, right, we fall off the wagon because we set these astronomically high goals and it's nearly impossible to stick with them. But the thing that makes consistency happen is having a routine that you look forward to doing and that's easy to do. So the first thing I want you to think about right now is your morning ritual. And if you don't have a morning routine, I hope to convince you by the end of today's episode. So my morning routine is one of my most favorite parts of the day. If you follow me on Instagram, I won't shut up about it over there. I talk about here all the time. You know, the house is really quiet. I'm bundled up in my robe. It's a short window of time that me and the cat have our time alone. I call it mommy kitty time (laughs) because Ella's still in bed. So she's not bothering us. It's just me and the cat. And I read a book. I like to think that he's reading too. I really don't think he's reading, but I like to think he's reading. I drink tea. I do my meditation and the entire thing takes less than an hour, but I can do it in less than 10 minutes if I need. This is not where I started. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I do not have time to do all of those things. Hear me out. If you're really struggling with feeling anchored in your day or starting your day off on not even the right foot, but just a a foot that feels like you're in motion, having a morning ritual can really help to create that consistency that working from home has really changed. Or maybe you're like one of my many friends in the fitness industry who are not working from home because you can't really teach fitness classes in the same way as they did before. And so your previously really regimented schedule is now this just nebulous thing. And so if that's where you're at, you definitely want to start by creating a morning ritual. How to do that? You're going to have to get out of bed at the same time every day. And if you're like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. Yes, you can. You totally can. So put your alarm in the other room or across the room so that you physically have to get up to turn it off. So no voice activated smart speaker business, no on your you know fitness tracker alarm. Like you have to pick your body up and get out of the bed. That's the only way it's going to happen. I mean, let's just be honest, right? That is the only way, especially if you are like snooze city and you love to hit the snooze button a bunch of times. Once you physically have to get out of bed, again, you're already in motion. It's a lot easier to stay in motion. And getting out of bed at the same time every day is going to help you regulate your sleep cycles so that you can sleep better at night. So for me, what that looks like is I'm less likely to keep reading Twitter past 10 p.m. when I know my alarm is going to go off at 6.05, whether I'm ready or not. 
And I say this in full disclosure, everything I share with you are things that I am always and currently working on. So the last two nights in a row, I've been on my phone. I've been on my phone way past my phone curfew. And so getting out of bed in the morning has been a little bit hard, but it's easy, right? You can write yourself back to the routine when you have the routine already set up. And one of the easiest things is just like commit to a wake up time and just get up at that time every single day. And truth be told, I do get up around 6 a.m. every single day. On the weekends, I usually get up around 7.30. And then there are times where I sleep in. And those of you who have young children at home, you are rolling your eyes at me. I know (laughs) you're like, I get up when they get up. Or if you have a cat, (laughs) because I know they like to wake us up. But to the best of your ability, have a regular wake up time to get into that regulated sleep cycle. And this is just another way to start small. So once you are up and out of bed, right, you're in motion, what's something that you're probably already doing, but you can package into your morning routine? Is it warm cup of coffee, right? Maybe it's a cup of tea. So take the thing that you're already doing And then instead of scrolling on your phone while you do it, checking into Instagram, checking into Twitter, don't do that. That is like, I mean, you could do that if you want to have an anxious day and to be really worried about all the things that are going on in the news. If you don't want that, just leave your phone in the other room. So truthfully, my alarm goes off and I have it set to be, you know, some running water and there's like a a flute sound. I mean, it's really, it sounds like spa music, but it's enough to wake me up because I don't want that loud iPhone noise or even your cell phone noise. It's just, it's, it's too much. So once I turn my alarm off and I'm out of bed, I do snooze once. I'm going to be fully transparent. I snooze once, but then I leave my phone there in the bedroom and I go out into the kitchen. So I am physically separated from my phone for the entirety of my morning routine. It only comes out at the end when I'm ready to do my meditation because I enjoy tracking my meditations and getting those streaks in the calm app. God, I'm competitive. (laughs) But if the phone, and I can tell you time and time again, if I bring my phone out earlier, I lose like 20 minutes. I don't know where they go. Well, that's not true. They go into Instagram. Um, But the time just disappears and my feelings of focus and concentration and productivity for the day are just gone. So leave your phone out of your morning ritual. So grab your cup of coffee, grab your cup of tea, grab a glass of water. And instead of scrolling on your phone, things you can do, have a conversation with someone who's in the house, right? And maybe you're not a morning person and you can't talk for like the first, you know, 20 minutes, which is totally fine. I'm also going to tell you you now that having a regular wake time will decrease the amount of time that you are unable to communicate with people in the morning. I used to need like such a long runway to warm up before I'm conversational in the morning. Um, And it's just, you know, it takes me by the time I've used the restroom and then I'm into the kitchen, like I'm pretty much awake. So have a conversation with someone else in the house. Uh, Maybe you read the newspaper if that is something that is a peaceful activity for you. Now, I like huge asterisks on that one because news being a peaceful activity, I don't know how it could be, but I know there are people who love to stay informed and that's absolutely fine, but definitely try to get off of devices as much as possible. 
Another thing you could do is read a book. I have been loving the Libby app, and I'll link to that down into the description, uh, to borrow books from my library, and then I can read them on my Kindle. And so I have been nonstop going through all fiction books, historical fiction, um, just things that really bring me joy. And if if it's a book that I'm not excited to read first thing in the morning, I know that I can just stop reading it and move on. Or another thing you can do is just sit quietly. Just sit there with your cup of tea, stare out a window, stare at the wall, give your brain an opportunity to be awake, but not requiring it to do anything, right? And that rest and that space and that time of quiet reflection is not something that just happens in our day unless we consciously make time for it. So I started my morning routine with a gratitude journal and writing down three things I was grateful for every day. And that's where I started. Everything I do now was built off of that one habit. But you have to start somewhere because these habits become the anchor for something new, right? I know for myself, my alarm goes off, I turn it off, I go to the restroom, I go into the kitchen and I start boiling my water for my tea. And it literally happens in that step every day that I do my morning routine. And yes, there are things that come up that, you know, I'm not going to do my routine because I'm running late and I got to get out the door. Or, you know, I'm meeting up for a hike with a friend, socially distanced with masks, don't worry, or whatever it is. And so I might not do my full routine, but I'm going to have, you know, a cup of tea, or I'm going to have that glass of water, or I'm going to do something in that quietude of the morning that is my morning routine. So I'm saying all of this because your morning routine, as simple as it starts, can be the launch pad for all of the other things you want to be doing. And again, I understand when there are small humans in the house, it makes it a lot more challenging. But if you have the capacity to get up five minutes earlier, which means you might have to go to bed five minutes early, but if you can get up five minutes earlier and still get in that seven and a half hours of sleep, do it just to enjoy the first sip of coffee before the little human wakes up. And I know a friend of mine, when she would get up earlier to do her morning reflection and her journaling and her reading, her son could hear her walking down the stairs and would come out. So however you have to make it work and whatever you have to communicate to the people in your household, definitely, definitely, definitely figure out a way to make a morning routine happen for you. So you know, maybe it's just a cup of coffee now, but then down the road, maybe you add a gratitude practice or maybe you add meditation. Maybe you start journaling. Maybe you start reading for fun. Just start somewhere. Because again, once you have that rock of this first habit established, it's much easier to add things on rather than telling yourself, hey, I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. and go work out every single day because that's just not realistic. It's not realistic. It's not sustainable. You may be able to do it for, you know, 12 weeks and then you're going to be like, man, I really don't want to do this anymore. And there are some of you, and I totally honor and respect that, where you are that person and that's fine. But for those of us who are not morning people by nature, right, using the habit process of starting small, having that morning routine will help you to build from there. So this second thing that I want you to do, especially starting right now, from now until the end of the year, is to schedule your workouts. I work out every single Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. It is blocked off in my calendar. It is committed. It's on the paper calendar. Like that is what I do. 
And while I don't always get started at that time, I am committed to it. I'm committed to working out Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. And it's non-negotiable. I don't schedule clients at that time. I don't schedule trainings, meetings, appointments. Like literally nothing goes in this spot but my workout. And I'm so consistent with Tuesday, Thursday morning workouts that even my landlord knows it now too. He has been doing some construction and now he's like, oh, it's Thursday, we're working out. I'm like, yes, yes, I am. Because I work from home by myself, I don't have anything else to anchor me in my week. And I used to have, you know, going to clients' houses or going to teach at the gym, and that doesn't exist for me anymore. So I use my workouts as something to genuinely look forward to. So I go out to the garage, I get to listen to my favorite music, I get my heart rate up. So all of those great chemicals and brain chemicals that help to put you in a good mood, it's all set up there for me to win. And I say all of this with the, you know, asterisks that this was not something that I've always loved. Truthfully, it was hard to get to this point. I used to work out once a week. And then when that felt really comfortable, I added twice a week. And even then I was going to a workout class for the accountability um, and would do my thing on, you know, Thursdays because the class was Tuesdays, but that Thursday thing really fell off a lot. But the last eight months have shown me that if I'm not keeping promises to myself with my workouts, and if I'm not moving my body regularly, there is a downstream effect into every other aspect of my life. And it's a lot easier to keep my morning workout commitment than it is to end every single workday feeling like I've accomplished nothing and that I'm totally overwhelmed. So speaking of your workouts, another thing I want you to do, and even if you're like, I don't know, work out first thing in the morning. I know there are some of you that can get your walk or your workout in at the end of the day, but with daylight savings times of this year, it's dark at 445 literally. And at the end of the workday, your willpower and your energy are totally depleted, right? You've already given them to your work. You've given them to the other people in your house with you. By doing your workout first thing in the morning, you not only get it out of the way, but you also set the tone for the day because you can't magically just create energy. You create it and you create it by using it. You have to generate that energy. So by starting your day with even something that seems as simple as a 20-minute walk will help you to feel like a different person. And if you're like, oh my gosh, I can't go outside because I live in a super cold climate and it is not only dark at two o'clock in the afternoon, but it is freezing out there, that leads us to the next and possibly most important point. Set the bar low. Because y'all, we are doing too much Seriously, even if you don't buy into it, there's this idea that you have to work out eight days a week for it to even count, that you have to do, you know, five one-hour workouts every single week, and then on the weekends, you got to get all of these, you know, the 16 trillion steps in. I mean, even just talking about that is making me tired, right? They say if you're not running three miles a day, it doesn't count. That if you don't have weights, it doesn't count. That's all bullshit, honestly. And maybe your motivation is at zero right now, but you really, really, really want to get back outside and ride your bike. But the bed is warm in the morning and it's cold and dark outside. So setting the bar low means literally setting it as low as possible, 
right? So what if you just got up, right? You got your alarm, it went off, you went out and made your coffee, and then you just put your workout socks on, right? It's about starting somewhere. It's about just getting started, taking action, being in motion, and then you can start to refine it from there. So if you have an idea of something and you start it and you fall off the wagon, or even if it just starts to feel like like too much, ask yourself, how can I make this easier? And then do that easier. Do the bare minimum. The reason my Tuesday and Thursday workouts work is because my only task is to get down to the garage. That's the habit, is showing up in the garage. Once I get there and what I do once I get there is totally irrelevant. Some days it's a full-on workout. Other days I just play around with stuff I saw on the internet. But if I show up in my garage, then my to-do list gets checked off. Even today, I was doing one of my HIIT workouts and I stopped so many times and that's okay because for me, the habit is showing up. The bar is set so low so that I can win just by showing up. So do yourself a favor. Be kind to yourself. Set the bar low and then celebrate what a badass you are for showing up and getting it done even if it doesn't feel like it's enough, and even if it feels like it's not gonna make a difference. Because I say all of this, and I'm telling you all of this as someone who was not a morning person, someone who did not start working out until my early 20s, and who is disciplined enough to run her own business now, but I wasn't before. I mean, seriously, ask my mom. (laughs) And here I am after eight years of entrepreneurship, waking up every day, getting to do what I love. And it's not by accident. So use the last few days of this year as a springboard to try and probably fail a bunch of times at becoming the person you wanna be. Because failure is only a failure if you stop. I didn't get it right the first or second or third or fourth time. I figured it out because I'm stubborn as hell. And because I didn't stop trying. And even now, I've talked to you before about working on my pull-ups. And guess what? I am still working on the pull-ups. And tweaking and refining and continuing to work on them. Because you don't get it right the first time. And the things that you get right the first time are not always worth it. They're not as fulfilling as the things that we really have to hunker down and work on and work on and then celebrate all of the wins along the way, which is something I'm working on too. One of the ways to make this entire process go faster of setting habits, of getting accountable, of understanding what it truly means to set the bar low is to get the experience and coaching and support that happens inside Movement Mavens. And if you want to feel more in control of your body and you want to feel way less stressed out about pain and movement, Movement Mavens can absolutely help. So we are going to be open again for enrollment January 23rd, 2021. Save the date. And you can get on the wait list over at aewellness.com slash mavens. So I want to hear from you. What are you committing to for the rest of this year? And remember, everything counts, whether it's just to get up at the same time every day, maybe it's to go out on a walk, maybe it's just I'm going to do one plank every morning, 
right? The whole episode on physiological priming, we talked about how just moving your body in some way will literally reset and change your brain chemicals and your physiology so you can be in a better mental space to focus and be creative and to be productive and to show up the way you want to show up. So let me know what you're committing to. Come hit me up. I'm on Instagram at Halafamala. Or you can call the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501. And before I go, just a quick reminder that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds group, and everything else lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And thank you again for taking the time to listen. You've made it all the way to the end. So I hope you got some fun movement in as you're listening. Maybe you have something planned for later today, but remember, do it first thing in the morning. It's so much easier. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss anything else in the future or just share today with someone who needs to hear this. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, getting consistent, and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks, and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.